there. Thanks again. Watching, listening, whatever you're doing. This is VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. Podcast. I say podcast there. Episode 148. Uh, you're either watching on YouTube, listening on, on iTunes or Spotify. So leave us a review if you can. That would help. You know me, Steve Lillis. You know John Evans. Uh, tonight's guest, one of what I suppose describing maybe one of British boxing's most consistent performers and maybe the last 25 years, you'd say, boxed at the highest <laughs> level, still still looking to perform at an even higher level. It's Jazza Dickens who's joining us from his training camp in Dublin. How are you, Jazza? You all right, lads? I've seen that Ryan Walsh has got another performance on the VIP Bell to Bell podcast, so I tried to get in there to see, because I need to stay consistent with being a most viewed guest on this podcast, aren't I, lads? Yeah, ah, uh, well, we I tell you what, and you and Ryan are a good value on this podcast. So you were just telling me before we started recording, you're in Dublin. You spent half your camp with Derry as you do in Liverpool. Yeah. Now you're back with Peter Taylor in Dublin. Um, when are we going to see you out again? You haven't boxed since last summer, since the Hector So-So fight. Yes, I am going to move up to Super Featherweight now, Stephen. Fighting in uh, Malta on the 30th of March. It's only five weeks away now. That'll be on a fight zone card with um, Stephen Vaughan and Dennis Hobson, and they've also just been given a few fight on dates. I don't know if you've seen it the weekend. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was punditing. I was punditing. I was doing what you lads do on the weekend. Did, uh, change the scenery. Yeah, I enjoyed it. A piece of I piss, did, isn't it, <laughs> I didn't see it this weekend. You know what, lads? It was mad because you can hear the thing in the ear. You can hear five different voices. It's crazy, isn't it? Nah, you know what? When I was doing Box Nation, them, 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 they used to give you them. I'd never want to listen to them. I'd never listen to them. All, all I wanted to hear was, was was the commentator's voice if I was at ringside or Buncey's voice. I didn't want to hear what they were saying in the truck or talking about what they was eating on the way home or what sandwiches yeah. they had in there. Well, we weren't interested in that. I was only interested in the boxing, you know. Proper pro like John Evans it was when he's box nation days. You never saw John Evans with loads of earphones in and all that, <laughs> getting all Billy Big Banana like you, Jazza. Jazza's done yeah. the zone show. He's Billy Big Time. Wants Billy to be the director time. telling him, John. Uh, what do you take of it, John? Uh, I, I I used to finish work at an engineering factory, get on the train, get straight in my studios, do half an hour off the top of my head. Straight back on the train, straight on to Manchester. That's how, uh, that's what my box nation experience. That's right. And we've got Jazza Dickens here who needs to hear <laughs> what the director's telling him. Nah, I'm not having it. Jazza Dickens, the most level-headed boxer in Britain, has gone big time, John. <laughs> <laughs> I only work on the zone now, lads. <laughs> what, else, what else threw me off, lads, was when you're talking in the mic, obviously you can hear each other talk, but you put the music blasting in your ear, you can't hear your own voice. And that's what people don't see when they're watching the telly, you don't see all this stuff, do you? Yeah, there's well, there's a skill to it. There's a skill. And Jazz, I didn't see the show the other night. I'm sorry. I was still celebrating Fulham winning at Manchester United yeah. with a non alcoholic with a non alcoholic Guinness. All about me. The fight yeah. shows on, and I'm talking about me, Punditon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Well, just a quick one then. Jazz, what's the deal then? Because last time I spoke to you, you were dead set on Salsa. Yeah. On the rematch, but now you're going up to Super Feather, and what what are you going to be doing? What's the plan? Hey, I'm going to get myself back in contention, John, and get a get a um a belt. I'm not, I'm not going to go back down to British level stuff like that. I'm going to get myself an um a ranking and a, and a straight in back with the big boys. But as you know, lads, when you lose, it's a bit like you're back down to the lower leagues for a little bit, isn't it? So you can prove yourself again. Someone's worth taking a risk on you. 
well, I, well, I've you so that's where I am. I'm trying to um, get myself a win, get back into the top ten, and get myself a world title again. Yeah. Well, there's loads of Brits at Super Featherweight, isn't there? And Jazza Dickens is a, a big name. Yes, there's Michael Conlon, Lee Woods, um, Josh Warrington, if he's still fighting. Um, Alpha, Jordan Gill. Yes, lots, loads of fighters, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's... Steve, how about a fight between Alex Dilmagani and Jazza Dickens? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. oh yeah. mate, that's a fight. Well, that, that would be a fight. You know what? There's so many names there. Forget these big Brit world names. We have all these British fight jazz, and you can make a nice few quid there. But you're thinking big, bigger belts, I think. But he, there's some great fights there. You against the winner of Jordan and Zelfa. Yeah. No, what, lads? I've I've won an IBO world title, and um, to me, it's not enough. So I want world titles, you know. Whoever's got them world titles, that's that's where them, that's what I'm chasing. Well, I tell you what, we'll start recording. I know bouncing back from a defeat is one of your subjects, and. Round one is about um, that John's picks. It's about a boxer who keeps bouncing back from defeats. Sam Eggington. So do you want to um, kick us off, John Evans? Yeah, let's go. Um, right. Not so much talking about the fight this weekend with Burrell because it'll be it'll be a barnstormer because it's an Eggington fight. But just a bit of appreciation for Sam. Yeah. We we love him, don't we? We had John Pegg on last week. What a career he's had. Never disappoints. He's overachieved. He gives his absolute all every time. I think he's much better than people give him credit for. We've not yeah. seen Sam in any in consideration for a fight with Connor Ben or Josh Kelly or anyone like that. They probably want no part of him. You know, he's probably not worth a risk, to be honest. Yeah. What is it? He's not even probably 30 years old yet. Yeah. So if he wins this European title, he's going to be banging the mix at like middleweight again. And I... I've not seen any attention about his fight coming up at weekend. You know, it's a genuine fight against a good guy in a bass barrel. Um, and Sam, again, he's flying under the radar. But, yeah, just a bit of appreciation for Sam Eggington, who's one of my favourites. You know what? I think no British boxer, you know, you get the public right off every British boxer. But people in the trade of written, you know, work in the trade of written Sam off so many times. Um you know what? He, he was slow bouncing back after that. I think it was Mamouni who beat him. He had a couple sort of marking time wins, then walked into Liam Smith. But since that Cheeseman loss, was that three, four years ago? He's been magnificent. Yeah. Absolutely magnificent. The way he's come back and beat good men since the Cheeseman fight. And we should just enjoy him and appreciate him while, while he's here. He's arguably our most underappreciated fighter. You, you must be a fan, Jazza. Yeah, that's what I love about you lads. The the media, the boxing media, they chase the big names, don't they? And they don't give the credit to the fighters who deserve it. And let's have it right. They're not getting the he's not getting the call outs. He's not getting the, he's not getting his um his his flowers. He's getting enough you guys now, but he's not getting his flowers because he's not because he's not good enough, because he's too good. He's too, he's not worth the risk, like you say, lads. So it'd be nice to see him get back up there to see a little bit of who he's fighting. Um all the stoppages for the other fella come a bit early on in the fight, so if he doesn't get some out of there, which I don't believe he will, it's going to be a tough fight, isn't it? Because he can fight like fuck. Uh, I always think about that Cheeseman fight when he was in the, the lockdown. One of the best fights I've ever seen. I went for the run race right after it. It, it motivated me to go to go run it, and I'm a boxing myself. Just an unbelievable fighter, and he just goes under the radar. He, he just, he works for, he works for work, work and sake, so he, he, he's happy with, you know, with the rewards that he gets, which is probably little can, Compared to what he should be getting, so yeah, big massive shout out to Sam Egg, and I hope I hope he does, and he goes on to get his flowers. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd love him to do it. You know, he'll have been a British champion at well, only he's beat some big names like middleweight. I think he's been better than better than his welterweight days. If you look at some of the people he's beat and the fights he's been involved in, do you remember when he went up to middleweight and beat that Molina? That's right. Yeah, the the guy that uh, yeah yeah. That just gets overlooked as well, and yeah, good lad Sam as well. So fingers crossed for him. Yeah. Top fighter, top, top fighter. Shout out John, shout out John Pegg as well. And John yeah, Pegg, oh, we had Peggy on a couple of weeks ago. He was, he was well, he was well, last week he was well behaved though, actually. But he caused a few problems for us at the time before with uh, people, but we're not allowed to talk about that, Jazza. Anyway, round two, a fight where you were the daddy on Saturday night in your hometown, Liverpool, Olympia. You had the cans on your head and you watched Connor, Connor Butler and, yeah. um, and, and Jay Harris um not yeah, but yeah. provide a stormer by all accounts. Yeah, Conor Butler against Jay Harris on his own card. The fight, the fight's own card the other day was unbelievable. Everything that you want to see in in a fight, um, two fight. I'd rather watch the little fellas than the big fellas. And you're gonna get a knockout. Obviously, you're gonna watch the big fellas, but it had everything, absolutely everything that you want to see. It. I think the little fellas deserve more credit than they get. Um. Experience was the telling difference. I think Jay Harris would come back down from where level. It was like, can he can he get back up there, or would he be surpassed by the young by the young gun? Um, he proved himself. M. Gary Lockie and his dad. They, they obviously came up with a great game plan. They came out faster than the thought, and the um, the speed and power of Jay Harris and the, and the, the Welsh engine. He was relentless. He was brilliant. So it was great to see him go ahead. I don't see that Conor Butler drops. Anything, I think I don't think he goes down. Although he lost his uh, Commonwealth and European title, I think he stays at that level. It's uh, sometimes like the belt's not there to prove it, but he that's he's definitely found his level minimum. Conor Butler can go on to fight for world titles. He doesn't lose no. His stock only goes up, and um, Jay Harris was absolutely brilliant. So yeah, it was a fantastic night. Yeah, I, I you know you mentioned his experience there. I saw the fight against Tommy Frank, the the previous fight for um Jay Harris. And there again, it was his experience. And as I say, I never saw the other night, but it looks like at domestic and European level, only the very best at that, at that sort of standard is, is going to topple him. I mean, he's incredible. He's 33 and a flyweight and um, still winning these big belts. Flyweights usually fade a lot quicker than uh, many other weights. I, I, do you know what? I was looking at that fight when it got announced about three months ago and I thought, oh, that looks really good on paper. And I spoke to Jay on about the 4th of January and he was beasting himself in the gym already. And he said, I'm fit as anything. He said, John, I'm fitter, I'm stronger than I've ever been. And I started thinking, well, hang on, if a 33-year-old flyweight's getting himself in this shape at the start of January, he's obviously still hungry and he's still fit and Connor's going to have his hands full. And yeah. That's what proved and it. It is when I think he's dead, Peter Harris. I mean, he won the British Super Featherweight title. Yes. Briefly held it. That yeah. you think you're yeah. that you're you you know you could well be challenging for son. Yeah. yeah, I've got a question for you, lads. I'm obviously Conor Butler's friend. That's why I'm talking about this fight right now. But knowing you're doing the comments and stuff like that, or you're doing the pundits or the how do you hold back? How disappointed you are for the friend who loses? Because that's that's one thing that I didn't anticipate. I try not to. I tell you when it was easier to do it when you was doing overnight shows with Buncey. And you'd have someone you know, because in that overnight Box Nation show, you was always a bit more relaxed. It wasn't as regimental as the Sky, so I weren't in that situation. John did a show with Alex Steedman, and maybe it was a little bit more regimented than what other shows were on Box Nation, I think. Not in a in a in a bad way, just the way 
you couldn't maybe not show your colours as much as what you could on a but no, on the budget no, show at two o'clock in the morning. Because watching you then, you know, I don't know. John can explain that maybe better than me. That was just how your show used to maybe come across, John. Yeah, well, we did it a few days after, didn't we? So you you probably weren't didn't quite feel the same. But you could say what you wanted. But it was just my. I don't think if you were doing that, I don't think you should be a cheerleader. Yeah, I just You've got I, to be professional. But yeah, I think I just, you get to a level like probably with me with. With Zelfa, with Josh, probably, um, Ruthless Ryan, Jazza, where you you get to know them so well, and people yeah. know, people know that you know them well, yeah. and I think then you can then you can tell yeah. the truth. I but think... if you friends with someone just off who no one knows, I, I think you've just got all that. I, I, I just think you you've got to be professional, but come on, <laughs> yeah. we care about boxing. It's hard yeah. sometimes. We yeah. love the sport. We're not, you know. Look, uh, look, we love the sport, and it, I can't help it sometimes. There's certain fighters I love. You know, well, Liam Smith, for example. Liam I won't Smith. have a word against him. John won't have a word against Denzel Bentley, whatever his result against Nathan Eaney. You can't help it sometimes. And Conor yeah. Butler's a mate, and you're most probably still kicking yourself that he lost that fight the other night. It can't be up. It shows you love the sport and you're yeah. human. We're not robots. I, I, I... We're not, we're not <laughs> yeah. artificial intelligence. Well, come on, I, I, I was cheerleading for Zach Miller when he fought Nathaniel Collins. Of course you was, yeah. But Nathaniel's a good lad as well. But it, it's just how it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and round three, we overran there, so Leo going to tell us off. Round three, right, we'll keep this to three minutes. Tell you what, how, how, how much busier can British boxing get? Um, look, this weekend, there's 10 shows this weekend in Britain. Um, 90 plus fights in, in Britain alone over Friday or Saturday. It's, it's just insane. People go about, you know, how, when's it going to give? And it has to soon. But the, it's incredible. That most of these are small hall shows. We've got the great Channel 5 show on Friday night with the European Super Welterweight fight with, with Sam Eggington. But it's just incredible. Our, our British boxing week after week keeps going with all these shows every weekend be it in sports halls, be it in big arenas. I mean, there's a great fight this week. VIP are putting on Jack Flatley and Ryan Amos, a Commonwealth Super Eliminator. Carl Greaves has got a stacked card in in um, Leicester, and I think virtually every fight is winning record against winning record. I, ju I, just, I just think, you know what? There's no country like Britain for, for boxing, and, you know, we should fly our flag a little bit more instead of moaning for it. You know, can you imagine any other European country that would have 10 shows on the same weekend? Go on, Jazza. Yeah, well, I think I um, it's it, it's it's easy to do it when you've got television in it, but shout out to Steve Woods, Stephen Vaughan, um, Pat Barry, Tom Stalker, all these people doing them, Nelson, all, I can go on and on and on, can't I? Uh, all these people who's on the small old shows, putting the risk up there every single week for the fighters, taking the risk, taking the gamble, and hopefully that it pays off because they do for the love of the sport. That's what I love to see. And a lot of these fighters, um, like myself, come through on these small old shows and without the small old shows, you never get to the television. So I think that they're the backbone of British boxing. Shout out to them promoters who are doing it for them. I risk loads of words. I, I was at one on Saturday and Jazz is someone you'll know. Um, the Baltic bomber, Greg Kennedy. He got his first yeah, he one after going 0-6. Yeah. <laughs> He's great, the bomber. I'm, I'm matching quite a lot. And he, I'll tell you what, he turns up by himself most weeks, just a trainer. Sometimes his missus comes with him. 
you know, with a smile. It always is okay if my wife comes in. It's the poor, his poor wife, she comes to us. She came with him to Sheffield the other week. He had to get there at four o'clock to weigh him. He's, the poor guy just had to sit in the arena till he boxed. There was no one in there. Just, just you know, TV set, you know, this TV setting up and the Baltic Bomber's wife while he was getting wrapped, some, wrapped by oh. Kev Marie. He's great, isn't he? What a fella. He said to me, I seen him a while ago in the Golden Gloves, and he said to me, let's get a picture. Throws his head between my legs and picks me up on his shoulders. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a bit he of a face around him. Liverpool. He's always around, isn't he? He's a bit of a face on the Liverpool. He just drifts from gym to gym. Depends what day, doesn't it? And he's starting to get a Scouse accent as well, isn't he? He throws little words in there like, like a Scouse. Yeah. Everyone loves him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, John, round four. How good is Florian Marku? Yeah, well, that's basically it. How good is Florian Marku? I, I don't know. I don't know. This He's got his fight coming up with Chris Congo. And I don't know. I was talking to him both the other day. And I don't know if Marku is... Is he a puncher who's got this big reputation and that's pushed him to new heights? Is he underrated? Is he a dangerous fighter for Congo? Can Congo make him look silly and stand him on his head? I've got no idea. Marku's so inconsistent, he can blast someone out in a round or he can look to get outboxed over 10 like he did in his home arena. The only thing I know is he's really exciting and I love watching him. And I love his character he's got and his personality. But I've got no idea how good he is and how good he could be. What yeah. do you reckon? He's better than I thought he was. He's been matched well. The last Most of his career, he's fought guys in winning records. Um, yeah. He's not going to bother the top world to wait, but at first, you know, call me cynical sometimes. Like a lot of these Albanians who start in London, they're just ticket sellers, you know that. And but he's gone on and on. He's up with Grant Smith. I've heard one or two towers that I'm not going to say on here because I don't know if they're true or what. Um, I'm not sure what his temperament would be like when it really starts going wrong one night. But look, he's done well to get where he is. You know, he, he he's got a bit of a brand about him. He's in this flight against Chris Congo, and if if he wins that. He's in another big fight. So he's overachieved already, I think. Yeah. I think I think he's... Um, when you say he's a good or not, I've seen a sparring with Sean McComb, who's a brilliant fighter. So I, I, what I've seen in there, he's, yeah, he's good enough. And I, I can tell you, he's definitely, got, he's definitely got what it takes. He's got a lot of the ingredients because he lives away. He, he, he travels. He probably lives away from the family. He's given his whole life up. I need to pursue boxing. And he's got... He, you know, a lot of fighters don't have the platform that he's got, but he has got it. And he's he's doing the do, and he's he's given his whole life up for us. So I hope I hope it pays off, you know. Um, but he get the results on fight nights. That's we get to see that, aren't we? So yeah, best of luck to him because I know he gives he gives a lot to it. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, he's moved up to Sheffield, and I don't think it's a particularly easy gym, Grant Smith's gym. No, know? it won't be. Yeah, no, he's had some pastings off Dalton Smith, and he's he's still stuck in there, and he's still plodding away. Um, yeah. The temperament's a big thing, you know. If Congo's out boxing him for seven or eight rounds, what's going to happen to Florian? He's is his head going to come off? But yeah. that's part of the reason you're tuning to watch him, isn't it? There's that mystique like about him. Yeah, he's like one of them fighters to me, lads, where he can he can lose to someone not the best and he can win someone who's very good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He seems like that type of fight to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't write him off against anyone. No. Yeah, I'm the same. Round five, um, Jazza, it's over to you. Um, the comeback, having to start after a loss, you know, you've come back before from defeat, you've got to do it again. What do you want to say about, you know, you just called yeah. this round the comeback? The comeback, yeah. It got me thinking when the scene kind of, after the change, after the fight was in the changing room with Conor Butler the other night and the scene just lost his Commonwealth and 
and European titles. And as you've seen, lads, after the fight, you have to give your belt over in the rings, don't you? And then someone comes in the changing room and they give you back your belts, which now mean nothing. If that makes sense, do you mean nothing because you're not the champion anymore? It's a bit of a sad moment. And it got me thinking about Conor and, like, it's, it's how you'll have to go back down to League One, or you have to, if that makes sense, you're in the Premiership, you're flying one minute, and then you go back down to League One, all of a sudden you've got to work your way back up. I think it's a little bit sad and a bit unfair in boxing, but it's what you've got to do, it's just the way it is. Who's going to fund you to keep on losing? That's that's the, the sort of risk that the promoters don't want to take, do they? But yeah, I would like to see a little bit more loyalty out of the promoters in that way, if that makes sense. And, and it's definitely got me thinking about Conor Butler. Because I know after his loss to the night, he's still at European level because I've seen what Jay Harris was and he's definitely were level. So it just got me thinking about the comeback. Um, sometimes in boxing, it can be a little bit fair. I'm probably going through it myself at the minute, losing in a fight that I should never have made the way to get down to, but he had to, he was the IBO champion at the time. And then the comeback is a little bit long and drawn out. And I'd like to see a little bit more like the MMA where after the loss, people judge you on what your current value still is. They don't, they don't sort of just throw you back down the pecking order, you know what I mean? It's a bit, it's a bit harsh sometimes, it's a bit brutal. Yeah, it is brutal, but you know what? And maybe, oh, look, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you're on, shall we say, the home stretch of your career, Jazza, now. Yeah, would it be fair to say that? In the sense, what, what I'm saying, I think in a few years' time when you have gone, I don't think it's getting less and less now. John might disagree where, the, the, you know, the unbeaten record counts as much as what it did. Because yes. we've seen so many fighters come back. You know, a few years ago, it was the be-all and end-all. And I think gradually and gradually, it's not great to lose your unbeaten record because every fight, most fighters think they're invincible. But it's not like what it was a few years ago, maybe when you lost to Galahad. Was that your first loss in that? Yeah. To Galahad. So what, I don't think it means as much now to come back from a loss as what it did. Yeah. What do you think, John? Uh, it seems like to me like fighters probably like Connor and like Jazza more so than the fighters on the small hall. It's almost as if you lose twice because yeah, you lose the fight and you drop out, you drop like out of that top division as Jazza said, but you're still seen as too dangerous to match with other people. So surely, if you've lost and we don't think you're worth putting on TV, you should get another chance so that another fighter can use you to build up. Yeah. But the promoters yeah. won't even take a gamble yeah. on that. So you lose your fight, yeah. you end up off TV or you end up in an eight-rounder, and you're not seen, but you're also still seen as too dangerous for another chance. Yeah. So it seems like you lose a yeah. few ways. But I just wonder, is there also isn't as much smaller scale from you're talking at a high level there, just where you've boxed and where you've been defeated and, and come back to win at. But also, I think it's also that there's fickle fans in this sport as well. I was talking to a promoter today, I'm not going to name the boxer, who lost his unbeaten record and he's gone from selling loads of tickets to selling to next to nobody. Yes, it's mad, isn't it? But, but what it doesn't do, so like the promoters, I think they need to keep these fighters active because you look at my weight now, there's Conlon lost a few, um, Warrington lost a few, and now. And now what? You know what I mean? Why don't these fighters just fight each other to get back up there? You know what I mean? Because that all doesn't... By getting rid of the, the worry about losing your own, you could keep boxing alive, if that makes sense. It's like it's like boxing shot itself in the foot. Maybe it was the, maybe it was the Mayweather thing years ago. I don't know what it was, but 
I think we could do a better sport like the MMA if you keep them fighters fighting. Yeah. Before we go to the final round, Jazza, we would talk to the top of the show about all those great fighters that are in Britain and Ireland, Conlon, Zelfa, Jordan Gill, Josh Warrington, Lee Wood. Sorry if I've just left anyone out next. There's so many of you. If you could, if the terms were right and you could fight any one of them, who would it be and why? Um, Steve, I don't care any of any of them. Absolutely any of them. No, most of them. I've been offered to fight most of them, and I've said yeah. And and then it just goes, <laughs> it just goes up, and the contract went a wall. <laughs> just as well. That's just the way it is. So, right. you know, any of them. Right. Final round. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, been a lot of attention about it over the weekend and today. It's where Canelo's career is right now. It's almost in limbo. He now looks like he's going back to sign for Matchroom after the suggestions that the PBC never put the money in escrow for his next fight. You just wonder where he's going to go now to get a major, major fight. I know Crawford's been talk- spoken about, but... It's almost as if three, four years, two years ago, he was the global name in boxing. And now, obviously, he's big. He's the super Mexican superstar in America. But I, I, just don't, I just don't think he is the figure he was. And his career just seems in limbo of who he's fighting. I mean, you know, David Benanidas, Belanga's been mentioned, Chris Eubank Jr., Munguia is, is, is maybe the fight for May that would get people watching. I just wonder where his career's going right now to get another, you know, marquee fight since the loss to Bivol. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. I've lost a bit of interest in Canelo. Yeah, this is what I'm, maybe I didn't put myself across as no, well. No, I think did. there's an interest waning in him. You did, yeah. Um, obviously, he's, he's he's one of the greats, isn't he, of a modern, yeah. the modern era, but he's got, those, he's got those titles. There's only one fight I want to see, and it's the Benavidez fight, but he seems to not be interested in that. He'll beat he'll beat Mungira, I assume. He'll beat yeah. that Belanga, but neither of those do anything for me. The Charlo fight, I don't I'm not particularly yeah, bothered about. Bro. He'll beat Charlo. Crawford's uh, I love Terence Crawford, but I don't want to see him putting on twenty one pounds to fight Canelo. So I'm not bothered about that. And yeah, he's the biggest name in the sport, but he's not got he's not got a, a an opponent, has he, to really make you want to tune in and watch. It's nah. a bit of a weird situation, really. It's a bit mad though, isn't it? Because yeah. only a few years ago he just went out dead fast and blathered them all, didn't he? So maybe it's yeah. his own fault for being too good. He's got to start lapping them again. <laughs> it's just rather <laughs> you put it across. Well, I just think there's just interest waning in him, John, because there isn't that yeah. challenger there for him. It's really, really strange. Like I'm reading about going from PBC back to Eddie today, and I've just my thought was, oh. So is what? It? Who's he going to... Oh, well, yeah. You know, good luck to him if Eddie's giving him the money he wants. Great. And good luck to Eddie promoting him. But what is there that any promoter can deliver that will, will keep him keep keep boxing fans happy? I won't be surprised now we suddenly see him have a fight in Saudi. Yeah. Yeah, in some some catchweight fight. Some yeah. peculiar... Catch- but I, I watched that Belanga back fight, Paddy McCrory at weekend, and, and Paddy's all right, isn't he? But Belanga's not beating Canelo. So if that's his fight already for September, then yeah, it's a shrug of the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we need to all drop drop our pride, lads, and just accept Jake, Jake Paul's the man who can do a job on him. Paul against Canelo. It's coming. You know what? The man thing is, you know, you make the point there, but we all know what would happen. 
but we would all watch it, wouldn't we? It's like we watch Tommy Fury. And if we watch, look, if we all wanted to watch Tommy Fury and Paul, we're going to watch Canelo and, and Jake, aren't we? Come on, let's, let's be honest. Let's be absolutely honest about it. If you, you know, I remember when Tommy Fury was fighting Jake Paul, we said on this, look, you know, it's almost like a, a guilty pleasure. We're going to watch it. And we did, didn't we, John? Yeah, I watched it. Sign me up for it. Jazz, here's a question for you both then. If he because we may well be end up looking for a way to recoup the money because I can't see those two fights gaining much interest. Would Canelo be the type to play the game like Floyd did with, with McGregor and drag it out and carry him and make him look good? Or do you think Canelo's a ruthless character who'd take him out? He's he's ruthless, no. mate. He, he, he's a pretty cold, cold person. With with Floyd, there was also the showbiz side, you know, the making it rain and, the, you know, there was that bit of showbiz, that bit of Hollywood. I don't know, it was, well, that bit of Las Vegas because he lived in Vegas. Um, You know, there was that, there, there was that, there was that sprinkling of stardust that went around Floyd. No, he'd go out there and just fucking spark him in two rounds. I, I don't think he's yeah. I don't think he's got the cuteness to be able to. I think he punches too hard and it's, it's to take the punch to the power out. <laughs> Show the power out to kill you ten times at one punch. So I don't think he could. Jazza, what do you what, think, John? What, what, what do you do, Jazza? If if you ended up in the ring with an influencer and yeah. we saw, you know, they were talking shit to you before, and you got your they got your back up. When you got in the ring, they sort of won your respect, you know, for getting in there. What? And you, if you saw a chance to take him out clean, would you do it, or would you pull back a bit? No, what, John? I don't think an influencer could ever get in here. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Just all. How, how could how could an influencer get in your head? Don't I mean a YouTuber, a man who sits in a room playing his, his PlayStation in in his bedroom? How can he? <laughs> it's not a PlayStation Five behind you, there, John. You started being influencer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what? So what you're saying is, Jazz, you'd let you'd go the distance with one of them. No, I'd let him say what he wants and then kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you, we'll and leave then, it with that. Then t- turn up at his funeral, like look at all, sorry. <laughs> Jazza, we'll leave it on that note tonight. Jazza, you've been brilliant. We'll get you on again in a few months. I know we've tried a couple times to get you on over the last few months, but you're giving Ryan Walsh a run for his money with your performance tonight. John was on top form tonight as well. So thank you both, and thanks everyone who has watched tonight. Great to, great to have you two with me. Thank you. For all boxing, info, news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP boxing promotions, also Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.